0: Welcome back to some of the final days of Kind of Funny's Pixar in Review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by, it's Christmas in August, Joey Noel. It's me. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Sup. The The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Homie. And of course, the Nitro <laughs> Rifle, Andy Cortez.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Very, very excited to be here with all of you today. Of course, this is Kind of Funny's In Review, where each and every week we rank and review two different movie franchises. It's a lot of fun. You can get it on YouTube.com slash Kind or RoosterTeeth.com. If you want to get it as a podcast, just search for Kind of Funny In Review. It will be right there for you on your favorite podcast mm. service. And if you want to get the show ad-free and you want to watch live as we record it, guess what? Patreon.com slash funny allows you to do just that. Just like our Patreon producer, Molecule, who will not need to listen to our ads about hello HelloFresh, and MeUndies like the rest of you will later. But I want to get right into it in just a second. Real quick, I have an announcement to make, everybody. Next week, we're having a lot of fun. We're going back to where it all began. MCU in review, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings will be done on Friday and I got some breaking news for you right here. Greg Miller will be a part of it. We have rented out a theater so that Greg Miller feels safe enough to go see Shang-Chi. It's happening. Whoa. It's going to be hype. We're all going to be there together. Invited? That's exciting. Go- oh, you're, <laughs> this oh yeah, guys, invited. All of us. You guys cheap. are excited. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. That's, that's um, cool. Way way cheaper. To rent a theater than uh, for a day one movie that I ever would have expected. So, hey, shout out to the world Wild. in some ways. It's uh, like but to continue, or something? To continue mm-hmm. the hype, even cheaper than that, uh, to oh, continue um, the hype really? going into this, uh, we are going we to sure do a, a, not a good sign. The, the first ever MCU in review rewatch of. Iron Man 3. What we're trying to do here is go back to what made in review uh, a a show in the first place, which is kind of lead that hype train right into a brand-new release that we're all excited about. So to re-familiarize ourselves with the Ten Rings themselves that are in the titular, uh, in the title, you get what I'm saying, for Shang-Chi, that's why we're doing that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Iron Man 3 will be Tuesday next week, and then... Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings will be next week. We're not going to re-rank for these re-watches, but we will do the plot. We'll have fun. It's going to be just an update of our thoughts and all that stuff. And it's going to be a whole ton of fun. But that's not what we're talking about today. Today, we're talking about The Incredibles 2 uh, with a runtime of 1 hour, 58 minutes. Um, at 1 hour and 58 minutes, this is not only the longest Pixar film to date, but also the longest computer animated feature film to date, beating Cars 1 which ran for one hour and 57 minutes. Interesting. That one minute can go a long way. Huge. hmm It was released on June fifteenth, 2018, making it Pixar's 20th film. Uh, it was directed by Brad Bird. Once again, uh, he's directed the animated features The Iron Giant, The Incredibles, The Incredibles 2, and Ratatouille, as well as the live-action films Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol, and Tomorrowland. So this guy, banger after banger, and then Tomorrowland. Um, the voices for the characters, Tony Reitinger and... Jack-Jack are the director's sons, Michael and Nick. Ah, yeah,
2: yeah. fun. That's cute.
0: And, of course, the director himself, Brad Bird, does the voice, Edna Mode, which is very, very fun. Fantastic. Edna, greatness. Uh, the music so was done, once again, by who, Nick? Michael Giacchino. Exactly. Exactly. Giacchino. I've been messing it up the last couple of weeks and I was so positive I was getting it right. I am embarrassed for oh, everybody It's a hard there. one. It's a hard
2: I'm one because it's C C C H I N O, which I believe is the key sound instead of the mm-hmm. G sound. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. C C would be G oh, Shoot. I mean, we've all been Giacchino. getting it wrong, Tim. That's on me, yeah. too. It's but the music sad. in this phenomenal. Oh, always, it's always come on
0: <clears throat> the
3: hotness. It
0: had a budget of two hundred million dollars and a box office. Hold on to your pants, Joey. Of one point two four three billion dollars, setting the record for the billion. best debut for an animated film and is grossed, uh, making it the fourth highest grossing film of 2018, the second highest grossing animated film, and the 15th highest grossing film of all time during its theatrical run, along with being the third to gross 1 billion in the Pixar land following Finding Dory and Toy Story 3, making it the highest grossing Pixar film of all time. God dang. Uh, In terms of awards, this film was nominated for Best Animated Feature at the 76th Golden Globe Awards but oh, and the ninety-first Academy Awards. But it lost to what? Andy Cortez at
1: the what? At the what year? What year? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Into the Spider Verse. Yeah.
0: Boom. Dude. Nailed it. Into the motherfucking Spider Verse. Sorry, and Andy. I jumped in there. It's no, I needed
1: family you, feud,
2: family feud, I, whatever.
1: I needed you there, Nick, because I, I, I'm working. I'm working on the rankings. I forgot what last week is. was. Forgot what the ranking is. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, some fun facts for you one advantage that Pixar had
0: with Incredibles 2 was the advancement of technology the company had seen since the original film and a team of much more experienced animators Uh, producer John Walker said I think that one of the things that excited Brad uh, the most was the fact that technology existed now to finally realize the designs in the way they had hoped to realize in 2004 there were no notions of well we don't know how to do long hair we don't know how to do humans we don't know how to do muscles everybody knows how to do it it's just about how do we do it quickly because Pixar knows longer use the same systems from the first film all the characters had to be created from scratch on the computer again the studio also used physically based human eye models for the characters for the first time which possibly made the eyes large which made it possible to get, make the eyes larger and more stylized than that of real humans uh and what was cool is they figured out how to make this movie quickly and they actually made it so fast that they were able to release this movie uh, way sooner than they were were planning on it oh. um, and uh With Toy Story 4 and all that stuff, they were able to shuffle some things around. So, cool stuff. Uh, And this movie does pass the Bechtel test. Before we go on too long, Kevin, I want to know what you thought about The Incredibles 2.
4: I really enjoyed it. Uh, I feel like the – I don't know. There's a bunch of the baby stuff just like the raccoon is just hysterical. Like I remember when I saw it in theaters, I was hysterically laughing. I couldn't hold myself back. Uh, Rewatching it today. I had a great time with that. The only issues I have with this movie is that um, I feel like they waited too long, and the dad sounds super old. Also, the relationship the mom and the dad have seems really unhealthy. Um, And I wish it had improved from the last one, but I don't think that it did. But yeah, overall, a very enjoyable movie. There we go. Joey Noel, what did you think?
3: It was my first time. Well, I thought it was my first time seeing it, but then I can't tell if it's one of those movies where – it's parts of it have just been like clipped out and gifted and memed that like i feel like i've seen it even though i haven't um because like violet in the restaurant like <laughs> spitting out the water and stuff like that like one of the like, best
0: animated moments
1: of all time <laughs> just it's that so one good. couple frames <laughs>
3: um but i really liked this i thought it was really fun the music is killer it's so good um i think it's a really good sequel i like that they kind of like play with gender roles and elastigirl kind of gets her moment in this one and um, gets to be kind of the main character My girl, Sophia Bush Voices Void, uh, Boy, uh, Boy. There we go, I was like, Vane, that's not it um, And I think she does a really good job as someone who doesn't really do uh, Like animated stuff She has like a fun Like kind of frenetic feeling to her little character So I was excited to see when her, uh, she popped up And yeah, I like that we get Some like more Violet character development I had a really fun time I was not expecting this just because I hadn't really been That familiar with Incredibles before we did this
1: yeah, yeah, Andy, what do you think? Movie's absolutely fantastic. I think it's just the amount of time from the last time that we watched it. I had kind of forgotten it, and going into this, felt myself felt like I was going to be a little bit lower on it, a little bit down on this movie. Um, and I kind of agree with Kevin. Sure, that a lot of time passed uh, before the first one and this one, but I think all the di- the family dynamics are there. I just like Joey was mentioning. I love. Um, I love Elastigirl sort of stepping up, and Bob, and Bob kind of not feeling great about it. And I love that the tension that it caused. Um, this just this is a fucking good ass movie, dude. Like there is not one part of this movie that I feel is too weak and gets overshadowed by the other plot. Like I think everything happening with Elastigirl and uh, Screen Slaver I think is really neat, and I love that reveal moment of putting the glasses and be like, God, you're smart, you know, you, you had it. Good job. Like I got to, now you're kind of under my control. Now that's such a cool moment. And then I love everything on the other side with Bob kind of having to become more of a responsible father and taking care of all these kids and, uh, all of these sort of ups and downs with that, seeing him sort of conquer math and study and having that really cool moment with he and, um, dash dash, there we go. Uh, seeing that really cool moment with he and dash and kind of their once he figures it out and be like all right let's wake up let's do this hey you got this shit kid go like good job you know mm-hmm. such a cool moment um and the only thing that bothered me was near the end these kids are just too dumb just like take the mask off of these guys you're knocking them out you're knocking out all these this le- these league of whatever the hell they are take off the masks but yeah but they it, didn't
2: know they didn't necessarily know the masks
1: no stored. they did did they they did by that point because uh, oh, Frozone like had house. been taken over. Oh right, right. And then they I were they were in the car and were like they took over Frozone. Like we, you know where we're going. They probably have Mom under control as well. Mm-hmm. So that was the only thing that kind of annoyed me. But we need to get to the next part, so that's all good. Yeah. Um, this movie is freaking great. Um, yeah, I had an absolute
2: blast watching it. Nick, Jack, Jack versus <laughs> the raccoon. <laughs> Is one of is one of my favorite things that Pixar has ever done, and it and I remember watching that in theaters, just being so overjoyed and delighted that the scene goes on for a solid maybe two minutes longer than it needs to go on for, and I don't care. And then it has another fun payoff where she's like. Did uh, did Dash finish some math homework? He looks over. Dash is asleep on the books. What about Violet with her date? You see her walk over, and get a tub of ice cream, cry, and go there. And did Jack Jack go down? And it cu- it just pans over. And Jack Jack is squared off against the <laughs> raccoon again. <laughs> 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 He's like waiting to get through that glass. Of the raccoon. And I love that the raccoon is like, oh no, this guy, this kid is, is yeah. fucking way overpowered. But then comes back for more because you're not going to screw with the raccoon family. Uh, the movie's great, man. I mean, they took what they did in the first one, they built upon it. The, uh, it doesn't necessarily hit and have the magic of the first one, but very few things do because origin stories like the like the first one are, are, you know, they have that special touch to them. But this one is a really fun continuation. And I, th- I think they managed to find a really good B story that's the heart of it, which is that dynamic between Helen and Bob, uh, where it is that role reversal, like everyone talked about. And it's super, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch Bob be that Mr. Mom, be a fish out of water and just be like, oh my God, I took this for granted all this time. And it's like really freaking hard to be a parent. Not only that, I have to be a parent to a newborn who has multiple powers and can do all these things. And I love the the, the theme behind that of being like, Hey, you think it's hard? Like, this is how hard it is to be a parent. This is how it could feel like when you've got a kid that could just go through walls and you know disappear in other dimensions. And like, I always get a laugh where he's like, "Jack, Jack want cookie? Jack, Jack want a cookie? Like, all of those things <laughs> it's work so for me." Sad. And then, of course, Edna's uh, my favorite character on and anything ever. Um, yeah, I think they tell a good story. I think toward the end of it, you're like, okay, we're, we're, the, the 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 wrap up with the A story with Evelyn and with the with with all that is is it, it is what it is. I think. Syndrome I love and, the motivations uh, there, though. Yeah. But but, you know, at the end of the day, they could just keep making if they if they hit this level of quality with all the Incredibles movies, they can make 10 more of these and I would watch all of them.
1: And before Tim goes, shout out to voice actor of Vamp from Metal Gear Solid to Phil Lamar, also of Mad TV fame, who voices both Crush Hour and Helectrix
4: oh
2: awesome mm-hmm. that's cool yeah yeah crush Howard hilarious where he's like you want me to uncrush it he's like yeah what's your uncrush?" It. no one's ever asked me right? so Wait, what, what funny you, you asks <laughs> <He's like, laughs> you unpunch someone
0: I love that I, I'm kind of similar with all you guys we're going into this uh I've seen it before and I loved it the first time but going in now was kind of like oh, I don't know how stoked I am to, to watch this. this isn't going to hit as high as it, it did for me in theaters and I was just as shocked I think if Anything doing Pixar and Review has taught me that the sequels are way better than any of us any of us give them credit for for the most part. There's the exception of Cars 2. Uh, but Monsters University is a damn fine movie. movie. Uh, finding Dory. I, Andy, and I know you disagree. Oh, it's a damn fine movie. <laughs> and Incredibles 2. It's a damn fine movie. And in my opinion, I think it's actually better than the first. I think that it's not better me than too. every and I don't think it's better in every single way. Um, but I've never been that high on the on the first one to begin with. But what I loved most about one was how incredible. Uh, <laughs> incredibly it, it handles kind of dealing with superheroes and throwing it all out there I remember saying um it kind of feels like it was Iron Man 1 through Avengers all in one movie mm-hmm. um in the way that they kind of introduced you to this world to the history like supers being banned but we get the past of that like there was a lot of content a lot of story lore character development all of that in that one movie and it works like that's the most shocking part this movie does the same thing but we've had 20 years of amazing superhero superhero movies and mainstream superhero uh tv shows and and adventures um between that so for this movie to to come out and just be like yeah we're making a superhero movie with a bunch of superheroes that you don't know necessarily don't know. like there there is no other story this there's only one movie that's it they knocked it out of the park like how did we watch this movie in the same time frame as thor ragnarok and doctor strange and upcoming uh, infinity war and all that stuff mm-hmm. and still we're all like yeah they fucking did it because they fucking did it man the the villains well, awesome the the side characters are great the powers they commit to them in such a strong strong way and I love that this is just a direct sequel to the first one like let's not yeah. leave any room for uh things to to happen and us having to fill in the blanks it's it like literally no, picks up
2: right after the other one yeah. right, right after, after we're continuing underminer. it which yeah, is yeah, crazy so. rats you know, and huh. to to that point, it does. It, it hits on two those two levels, right? It hits on the standard quality that Pixar is known for, which is the heart, great character development, good story, and finding some themes that are relevant today. But it also just works as a good superhero movie. The choreography when when Frozone like walks up and there's that tension, where they're all there with the glass. He's like, "Oh, they called you too," and he's like totally like playing it chill. Yep. No no pun intended. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that whole that whole scene, all of the fight That's scenes, cool. everything with girl is just fun to watch. Well choreographed, well paced, good action. I mean, that's my I'll, thing, I'll my,
0: my favorite choreographed scene is her with the Elastice cycle. Yeah, like, it's incredible. Badass. So the fucking Humper cool. Train sequence, the yeah, the train of her riding, like splitting think, the bike dude, into She splits the bike into and then kicks like, it up into the hill to explode. That's awesome. All, all when the, when the movie started, I was like, uh, I looked over at Gia and I was like, maybe 10 minutes in, where I was like, okay, this is, I'm so, so stoked about this movie. Like, let's fucking go. I was like, imagine a world where one day we might get a Marvel Studios Pixar movie. And then about halfway through, I'm just like, Okay, this isn't Marvel characters, but
2: this is that. Like, this that, is yeah. that. It's cool. a Marvel movie. It feels like it feels as fun as mm-hmm. Iron Man One or Avengers, or any of these things. Yeah. And that's you know to to that point, like if they ever made a spinoff series where it was like an animated series with any of these side characters, I think it could totally work. Uh, okay. Cap, you keep trying to start saying something.
4: Yeah, sorry. I was going to say that I felt like all of the action scenes are so well choreographed. Actually. I don't know that it would work as a show cuz I feel like they're putting a lot of like attention and love in- into so many different aspects of the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the the action scenes are like insanely good. Like yeah, every remi- single time they have a fight, I'm always like blown away by it.
1: Yeah, it reminds me a lot of any of the action scenes that we've seen in um like uh John Wick or Mission Impossible where they're not just doing really fun things they go really creative with them like what like how weird and wacky can we get with this bike and again we we already mentioned the bike splitting apart but i i love the the sort of tension and momentum used when she's kind of flipping with the bike to push herself further and vault herself higher up and further up into the air just really cool and like you can tell they had a lot of fun with figuring out neat ways to kind of make this scene more visually interesting as opposed to just it's a chase scene you know
4: yeah yeah and there's something about the tension that they build that is so well done. Like when there's a point where she goes off the bike on something and then lands on like, a, like a small, um, oh the little ledge, yeah. yeah, And she like angles herself all the way to the left while pushing the bike to the right to keep the balance. And it just, it's really well done. And really it's cool. Really, it looks cool. It almost seems realistic, you know yeah
0: i mean that's the other thing too is just visually i know it's just broken record at this point but uh, the last five weeks or so like these movies have just hit a point of like damn
4: yeah you
2: know like i was literally watching this and i was like god the fucking fabric on there like the fabric alone is just fascinating (laughs) to watch they nailed the sheen on his costume and her costume and all those textures it's like it sounds silly to say but but seeing that level of artistry go into it they just strike that perfect balance of realism and cartoon it's it's great and
0: the backgrounds too you know like seeing the in the beginning when they're they're fighting the the underminer and they're they're inside uh the the big mining thing Mm -hmm. and there's the boiler and just like all the details around that stuff and the way that they use color and especially with these characters that are so bright red for them to be in this environment that is so red as well Mm -hmm. to be able to make them stand out from these hyper almost hyper realistic looking backgrounds like that is pixar kind of at its best in the last couple weeks we've had some moments where the real realistic backgrounds
1: with the cartoony characters didn't exactly fit but like they're just getting
0: better and better and better at
1: that shout out to the sort of stylized Pixar intro. Oh,
2: my
0: Lord. You mean the Disney intro that's done incredible?
2: Yeah, it's so cool with that like the bongos <laughs> and the color yeah, that's, that's scheme what, and everything yeah do you think so that cool. they saw mission impossible and they were like let's make sure that nick draws that peril every time we hear those bongos every <laughs> well that yeah, was course.
0: that was the inspiration yeah, yeah, yeah. The, you know 1960s like, mission impossible, <laughs> like tv shows and yeah. all that stuff and well, so that's other thing that i thought was cool is like the fact that this was a direct sequel like to the minute uh from the I first one that. i
2: freaking yeah. love the movies do that
0: that it, it, it firmly like kept it in the 60s and it kept it having that kind of like super fun Tomorrowland-ish vibe to it. And the um, the monorail, the train that usually is behind the castle in the, the intro for the Disney thing, they updated it to be the monorail from the original Tomorrowland Disneyland shit. So, oh, that, cool. is, yeah.
2: that's super cool. Please tell
1: us the story. Yeah, Nick, tell us the story. Do-do-do-do-do.
2: You're just supposed to hop in, Nick. When I'm Rick, thinking, just uh, I, know, I was just so, <laughs> I was entranced by it. Rick Dicker interrogates Tony Ridinger about an incident he saw regarding Violet. Now, Rick Dicker, of course, played by Andy. Uh, it's Mike German Trout. I don't know the character. I don't know the actor's name. Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> love his voice he does a great job here uh yeah with tim's point we pick up right after the events of incredibles one with the underminer popping up uh he's like I, i'm always beneath you but nothing is beneath me and he is played by tim the Rotzenberger watch baby. Johnny Rats. Johnny Rats. <laughs> uh, of course, this is the part where Tony sees Violet take off her mask and he freaks out. He runs off and feels bad because you know what? He kind of likes this girl. And then Rick's like, yeah, don't worry about it, but you're not gonna remember that. You're not gonna remember anything. And then a little plunger hits his hits his thing. And I was like, man, they had a little bit more elegant in Men in Black, but I guess this is what's gonna mm-hmm. have to do. Uh He and Mr. Let's see. uh, Mr. Rick erases memory. And then the title splash cuts to Mr. Incredible getting uh, bucked off of the underminer as it goes underground and blows up all the foundations of the bank so it can suck up all the money. And Mr. Incredible gets sucked up into the vacuum as well. Uh, Let's see he takes off underground once again uh Mr. Incredible st- tries to stop the massive drilling machine from breaching the ground but it can't and everyone springs into action including Frozone who is another great part of this movie just God. Thing, just crushing it choreography's um, just wild with all of so the cool,
1: cool. Uh, yeah. and I love the I love how well attention or attend, the attention to detail and all the physics where um, we see the drill kind of moving and it's like slowing down and it's kind of being pushed up. And there's just there's such a good sense of weight in this movie. And, and uh, all the Frozen scenes are just so much fun. I,
4: I feel like that's also very true when when he's running or, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, all the momentum skating. doing all yeah, the ice stuff. The yeah. momentum feels so like the way he shoots it down and later when he's shooting chunks of ice at the boat. Mm-hmm. Like cool. you can so really cool. feel him. it, you know.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like I like the choreography here too, With Bob, like, he's like, I'll keep it from hitting one of the buildings. Just runs up and just throws a shoulder into the tread <laughs> and like knocks yeah. it over this way as Helen goes in. And of course, uh, we see we we get introduced to Winston Dever here, played by Bob Odenkirk, uh, who watches with excitement as the heroes are once Perfect again guess. back in public. And he's like, "This is the time." Uh, Helen and Bob knock the boiler over as Frozone builds an ice mound, uh, and Violet shields her family from the boiler explosion. Uh, and we get the resolution here. Although, there's been a lot of property damage. Uh, Frozone's like, "Uh uh-oh, we're still illegal. So he tries to bang out, and then one of uh, Debra's guys comes and recruits him. While Helen and the fam get the third degree from the feds and get moved once again to witness uh, relocation at a a motel. I was going to say hotel, but I'm like, wait, what's the one that's only two stories? It's a motel. Uh, Oh, is that the difference? I believe so. Well, motel is like a motor inn, like a motor lodge. We pull a smaller. I
3: think it motel. like it faces outdoors, right? That's the other thing with the motel.
2: Usually, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Kevin can look know. that up. I don't know. I don't know if there's a I'll huge
3: look thing. I'll look it into Hotel, it. Hotel,
2: motel, uh, Holiday Inn. Exactly. he knew
3: Thank, Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: it. Uh, Violet so tells wait, her dad you, that Tony what you, saw. What's up?
3: What do you guys think?
4: Like, had they not stepped in? Because it seems like in this world, not a lot of villains running around. Once the supers went away, they they also went away, right?
2: Well they say they sort of had that conversation where they're like it's actually better if you had done nothing because right. all of these buildings are insured and had you guys not stepped in it wouldn't have breached the the ground and like destroyed all the buildings around it so you caused a lot more property damage than the insurance would have had to pay out.
4: But what I'm saying is like you like how would the cops have handled this
2: they would have been like this let's go to starbucks this is way yeah, outside of just our let, yeah
4: they just would have let him go <laughs> away and then yeah. been like oh, just rob the place and be done
2: they i mean it's a yeah. short-term in this sequence we're lives, though we're
1: saving lives so like yeah. helen is saving that lady about to fall down that trench and like right. right. but it's knocking only the lady because out of they the way intervened, right mm-hmm.
2: it's because they intervened that all those people were put into harm's way to begin with is what the feds are trying to make the case for i'm not a big fan of that i feel like harm would have no, happened anyway Exactly. That's why we should start our grow house right now. Screw the feds. I mean, let's <laughs> start a grow house in yeah. Barrett's closet and see what happens.
4: Uh, <laughs> I like that he tries to distance himself from it. Like, you know <laughs> what mean? it like, well, they it room, Kevin. Kevin, you got a spare room. They got a spare Kevin. I'm
2: not going to Kevin, you got a spare room. Let me start a grow house in your room. Cecil so will be it, fucking man. great, man. I'll be super docile. I'll be high with him. I'm all Licking, uh, licking all the seeds. You got to
3: do one little catnip plant for Thomas.
2: Oh, yeah. He's like,
3: oh, yeah.
2: Anyway, Violet tells her dad, hey, sorry, this might not be the best time to tell you, but uh, Tony kind of saw me without my mask. And then, of course, uh, Bob passes that along to Rick, and we get the little resolution of what we saw in the first scene where Rick basically just deleted his entire memory. Uh, All he could do is give – and then Rick's like, listen, dude, program canceled. All I can do is give you two more weeks in the motel, then you're on your own. The family gets in an argument about what happened. The kids, of course, are like, listen, you told us we should be heroes, and you told us we should fight. And Mr. Incredible's like, you know what? We did. But Helen's like, hey, we got to respect the law. And we got ourselves a little Captain America Civil War Mm -hmm. here. Because they're both right, right? She's like, it is illegal, and we're putting our kids in jeopardy, right? They could be thrown in jail. They could throw thrown in juvie or whatever. And we, or worse, we could go to jail, and they could be taken away from us. But then at the same time, we had that whole, the whole story arc of the first one, which is continued here, which is that the kids want to be super, and they're incredible, and they have these things, and they should, be, they should foster that. So they learn how to use their powers for good. Uh, this hotel does look like a cool place. You could drink a White Claw next to you. I have that noted here. Um, next to you yeah, oh, next right. to the pool, you know what <laughs> I mean? I love that. That is such a good detail. You put, your, put your feet in the pool. You're sit like, hey, mm-hmm. People are, like, are, you, are you? I'm sorry, are you, Tim, are you staying in this motel? Like, oh, no, just have friends no, here. Just drinking a claw. Yeah. Someone's barbecue, and you're like, are we supposed to barbecue at 9 o'clock at night? We're like, dude, we're 10 white claws in right
4: now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's uh, real, see. Real quick, a hotel is a building with interior corridors mm-hmm. that various rooms are off on. Thank you. off of. A motel is shorter for motel, hotel. Wow. wow motel hotel is what i hated called. learning that it does Damn. not have interior corridors Got it. Okay. Of course,
2: Violet gets the final word in this fight. She was like, you know, I thought it was kind of cool fighting crime as a family. And then uh, I think Bob said it was cool. Oh, no. Helen said it was cool. But the world is what it is. And we have to adapt. Of course, later that night, Helen and Bob do exactly what I was talking about, where they dip their toes in the pool and they face reality. Helen tells them that they can't count on anyone else. We're on our own. Lucius comes to tell them the good news, though. He says, Winston Dever wants to talk about some hero stuff. Helen's like, I don't know about this, man. Last time this happened, uh, this guy put you, basically almost killed all of us. And he's like, oh, what could possibly happen that's bad? Uh, But Bob talks her into it, might as well hear him out. He already has to say, oh, and Lucia says, you might wanna wear your old super suits. Get the feeling this guy is nostalgic. Uh, Of course, Bob and Helen sneak out that night and it, no fool. She looks down and spots her mom's old super boots underneath the trench coat. She's like, what the heck is going on? They head over to Dever's headquarters and meet the man himself and also his sister, Evelyn uh, Winston, uh, uh, comes in late uh, to the meeting with a bunch of plans and stuff. And it turns out the dynamic here is that she designs all the stuff and Winston is the one that markets all the stuff.
1: Mr. Kirk, we're
2: glad you're recovering. Now, We're listening to this podcast probably. I assume as much, right? I mean, Mm. we're cool. He's cool. Why not listen to us, Bob?
1: can I call you thought, bob
4: what's wrong with him why is he recovering he had a heart, had a heart attack, attack
1: on the set of better call saul like 2 weeks ago when i was back no. home in texas no. um it was very yeah very scary there for a second a lot yeah. of uh, people saying like he's going to fight through this i was like oh shit it was like i thought he just collapsed i thought he maybe fainted but no he had a he had a heart attack but he's uh he's already been posting that he's doing completely fine he's recovering and on the mend
0: That's
4: good
1: he
0: kills uh, it, man. I think both yeah. these characters are fantastic, and I, I, from every level, I think the performances are awesome. I think that their motivations are great, and like how they they play it in the plot in this movie, I think is really mm-hmm. really interesting. And as villains slash are they villains type thing, I think that it tells a really really interesting story. He's not a villain. Uh, I think
4: she's the villain, right? The yeah. sister. Yeah, yeah well, but they're you know, yeah. like
0: kind of making you think he is until yeah. he's not.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh. and even I th- that vibe—that's funny. I feel like even until when you find out it's her, you even wonder like, are they in cahoots? Like, how does this all work like yeah I
1: I agree Joe I think early on I'm like clearly he's the villain like there's no way and even when they are on the way to sending Helen towards this town on her first sort of job and he's like bunch of new crime here to take down she's like wow why are you excited about a bunch of crime right they they sort of drop all these little things to sort of lead you astray and I think
4: it's really cool that's funny because I always read that as like he super loves yeah. yeah, superheroes. Yeah, and but like you never the, know. the the catty sister, I immediately was like, mm, I don't trust her. I don't trust her. Yeah, and it didn't work out well for her.
2: Uh, it turns out Winston and Evelyn's father was a huge supporter of heroes. He even installed special phones with direct lines big. to Gazer Beam and Fryonic in case of emergency, just like the Bat Phone. Love that little homage. Uh, he was heartbroken, of course, when the heroes were all forced to go underground. He believed the world would be more dangerous without them uh and he was right there was a break in and since the supers were just made illegal no one could answer the phone and he was shot but if the supers weren't outlawed they could have saved him of course evelyn steps in to disagree she's like or he could have just gone to the panic room with our mother uh, the safe room that they had and called the cops and he would have been totally fine and i got to be honest with you i think i'm kind of seeing evelyn side on this one <laughs> like how fast can they get there you know what i mean is it faster than you can just go into the safe room lock yourself in there also just throwing it out there why not put the phones in the safe room
4: do both. Do, do both. both. Yep. Go into A the safe where the phones are closed. No reason to be like, because even, like, neither of them flew, right? No.
2: But here's what I'm, oh, Gazerbeam yeah. flew. Remember he had the cape? Uh, He's the one that got sucked we in We need the to thing, talk to the company that built this oh, no, house. Yeah. Gazerbeam's the one that died in the, in the bottom in of the, the yeah, cave. Yeah, it's really sad. That's right. Uh, here's what body. i'm gonna say in the safety tim in the new studio we're gonna build a panic room it's gonna right. have all these things it's gonna have a direct line to the superheroes and we're gonna put a slit in it just big enough for a senora's extra large pizza uh, tim, tim i want you to know sure, we're
4: not building a wrong. safety room i might have a small half office <laughs> and it's not the, the half that you're thinking
2: right it's <laughs> on the it's on the roof
4: yeah lower yeah. P- it better be long so that's good
2: That is good. (laughs) Winston and Evelyn have taken their family's company and grown into a multi-billion dollar telecommunications business. And they want to make all the supers legal again by changing the perception. The one thing that that they need to do is change the perception of heroes in the public eye and make them popular again. And their best weapon to do that is Helen. Very much to Bob's dismay. He's like, what? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, basically, listen. Helen, uh, she's got a lighter touch, as we would say. And, Bob, you're out there kind of as a wrecking ball. We can't have that right now. we got to change that perspective. Later I that love night. this. Bob is like the, the old
1: kind of traditional guy that mm-hmm. is really put off by stats in sports, Nick, where, like, they got these scientists kind of running to the numbers and be like, this is more efficient. Just do this. And Bob's like, no, nah, man, we got to put our hands in the dirt and do it the old way. It's like, no, dude, you are costing a lot more damage than she is per right. year. Like, quit Quit being an idiot. Can Go
4: I try yeah. a sports analogy? Uh, no. So Bob yes. is yes. Philip
2: Seymour Hoffman. And and, and doing great so far. The other person is, yes. is Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt yes. and Jonah Hill. Moneyball. Moneyball, <laughs> exactly, exactly. exactly. Thank, you. Thank you. Kevin had when zero you said face sports
3: and analogy, and you said Philip Seymour Hoffman, and took that's me more a second of a, to yeah, figure out where like, you were that's, going.
4: That's, I was like, he's, he's already, he's already wrong. Uh,
0: I love it. This plot point, I think, is really, really interesting. And as a lifelong comics fan, it's something I don't really think is dealt with that much. And like, that's the strength of Incredibles and Brad Bird, where it's like, let's take all these things people know and uh, flip it a little bit, and like, kind of create unique situations. Like, we've kind of had damage control before, and like, you know, even like uh, Spider-Man Home coming dealt a little bit with like the fallout of what the Avengers did and what that did for like Michael Keaton's life and all that shit. Um, but I think the way they handle it here and like focusing on Elastigirl as being a better hero because she
2: caused less damage is very real, very interesting. And it, it worked out great. Of mm-hmm. course, later that night, I, Bob and Helen have that argument over whether or not Helen should take that offer. Real quick, Bob, uh, yeah, go for it. I, uh,
4: I feel like it bums me out that I, I think the whole, the whole reason the first movie happens is because the dad wants to go back to the glory days. Right. So he makes a big mistake. Secretly, is working on the project, makes the machine strong enough that it can beat him. And I just feel like he didn't learn anything because he's just so down to like go back into it. And, um, that kind of bums me out where it's like, I expected after the first movie for there to be more growth in his character. And I understand that we're only maybe like a week from then. Um, but like, I would imagine we'd see change, longer lasting change after the, the first movie with that. Yeah, but I think, I mean, I think
2: that to, to not to disagree with you too much, but I think that the resolution of the first movie was, had all of the entire family fighting together as superheroes. And I think if you were used to be a superhero and that's what your calling was in life, the expectation after that got dashed would be like, Oh my, like you're depressed. You'd be depressed. You'd be like, oh, fuck uh, sh- exactly. So oh, and I think, I think going back uh, to what
3: Andy said too is like he's not the st- like he's not looking at the numbers. He's like, oh, that was like a one-time thing that, that happened. Like, let's do it again. Right. That we won't be beaten twice. Big kind of problems that require
1: big solutions. You know, I
4: love that. Yeah, <laughs> but of course. I, I, ahead, I yeah. just kind of feel like he like doesn't care that he puts people in danger, and uh, he's down to do that again, and that just.
2: Yeah, but the, I think the it's first like movie. At some point. But the first movie was about that growth, right? The first movie was like about putting your family before you, and then he that that right. resolution was his family is super, and if he does put them before him, he can train them to be super, and they can all be super
4: together. Uh, uh, Nick, I believe the first movie was about if you're not born special, then you're not special. So stop exactly, trying. yeah. Anyone, what can you know? cook. yeah. Anyone, anyone can cook. anyone can cook. Except but that's what I'm saying. Like that message from the, that first movie. Like he's not like thinking like they're broke, and he's not trying to find a job. He's just like. Oh, I'm so upset that I can't be a you know a superhero, and I feel like he he like she's like, no, it's fine. I could find a job and he's kind of pouty and like he's gonna do it, but I just don't uh
1: we're just, gonna talk, in, we're just gonna talk in circles about yeah. it. <laughs> so anyway,
2: later that night Bob and Helen uh, argue over whether or not Helen should take the job bob says listen i'm gonna I want you to do this for the kids so they have the choice later in life to be superheroes and she's like I think you also just want me to do it for you so you can be a superhero. And he's like, you know what? Yeah, that's true. I do because we're awesome and we can be superheroes and we should try to do that. And she goes, you know, it's crazy, right? To help my family, I have to leave it. To fix the law, I have to break it. And he says, there won't be a problem. Go do the thing. Um, and then Bob gives her a little like, I love this scene because Bob's supportive, but he's also his ego's hurt and it's bruised. And he goes, go do the thing. Go do it. Great. Go do it so that I can do it better. Yeah, he falls oh, asleep and it's joking around and it's great uh Dever gives the family access to one of his houses one of the small little house uh, owned by a previously an eccentric billionaire who designed it with all sorts of cool hidden gadgets and stuff we get a little fun scene where dash plays with the think controller and the the couch falls into the the cool uh you know floating river thing that's going through the house this place uh, is awesome yeah i love <laughs> the design cool. of this building i love the
0: use of excessive waterfalls. Like, it's not just a waterfall. <laughs> There's waterfalls everywhere. I love that it's all remote control, and I'm just like, this, this, this is the oh, type totally. of life I want to live. This
4: place was definitely owned by, like, a super villain at one point, right?
2: Or hero, Tony Stark. They said he was an mm-hmm. eccentric billionaire. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would say a superhero. Or super I got super Or a guy that just really thoughts. likes raccoons. Um, of course, Helen gets a new darker suit with a camera built into it. And Bob's like, wait a minute. Edna did design that you are going to hear it from her. Uh, and then there's a note that came with that said, Hey, there's a new, a a new, uh, thing as well in the garage when they open it up. It's a spiffy new electric bike that looks fun as hell. Bob tells her, she's like, what the hell am I doing? Bob's like, you're going to be great. Uh, and she tells you, you know what, you will too. We're both going to be great. Of course, Bob with the kids. And then Bob watches uh, with Jack, Jack in hand as Helen's like, yeah, thanks. And then tears off onto the freeway where she, the first, first group of people she encounters is a group of teens who are like, holy shit, you're the last girl. And they just cheer her on and she just, it and we're like she's never coming back mama's <laughs> never coming back mama's gonna have a new family in philadelphia uh helen hops on a plane with winston and evelyn to new urban and is super excited cut back to the house bob tries to explain the situation to the kids and thankfully they're like wait mom's doing all these things and basically they just see right through it they're like wait she's breaking the loss to be a superhero and he's like well yeah and then the school bus comes and it's saved by the bell thank god it's just him and jack jack and then jack jack boops his pants. Uh, Helen over here uh, sits out and listens to the uh, police scanner. And again, I like this parallel, right? She she even talks about it. She goes, you know, there was a time where my husband used to sneak out of the house and listen to the police scanner. And I thought that was crazy. And now look where I'm at, right? That that, that role reversal coming full circle. Uh, one, of course, minor details. She's not lying to her husband when she's uh, doing that. So that's the important thing to note. Uh, but she overhears a potential threat to the new launch, the launch of the new hover train and heads off. Meanwhile, Bob tells Violet, uh, for her date, she has to be home by 1030. They have a fun little back and forth where she's like, how about 11? He goes, how about 930? She's like, 1030 it is. Um, and then Dash <laughs> needs help with new math and they get super frustrated. And I love this. He's like, why would they, he's like, they changed it. Why would they change it? Math is math. Why would they change math? Fantastic dialogue
0: here. And a fun fact uh, that I saw reading some trivia is when he's trying to help Dash with his homework, he can be seen struggling with new math, describing it as making no sense at all and exclaiming this is math. Why would they change math? New math was a brief dramatic change in the way mathematics was taught in American grade schools during the 1960s uh which was highly criticized and quickly fell out of favor the relevance of this joke comes from frustration modern parents occasionally experience with common core mathematics I did not know that
2: was a real thing oh yeah did you guys I mean I, I thought, knew there I, was something called new math I had no idea what period it was though
1: I thought it was a reference to math changing like five years ago yeah, that's what I thought too that, that's what like, I, I thought, thought it was... they were referencing
3: release time relevant but i guess yeah. that's also called common core math so it might have just come back maybe maybe man Let's
2: give it All a, I know give another one shot one of the reasons i'm thankful i don't have children is because i would be fundamentally terrible at helping them with their homework past like the third grade a couple years ago was new math reboot ah uh, <laughs> reduce redux mm-hmm. Thank you. Anyways, yeah. he reads jack Jack a story again. Uh, to keep, I love this sequence because he put Jack-Jack to sleep and then Jack-Jack's back. So he reads it again and keeps nodding off. Over in New Urban. No, hold however,
0: on. The, yeah. There were a couple moments of just animation brilliance in this movie. One of them is what we talked about earlier with uh, Violet when her eyes go big. Uh, but Jack-Jack slapping his dad's face. Like, He's like, being so into the, the story. story, his dad falls asleep and just, like, like hits yeah. him away with a ball slap. <laughs> I love
2: it. It's just so fucking great. Oh, man. Uh, over New Urban, the hover tank, train takes off in the wrong direction. Helen realizes something's wrong, so she takes off after it and uh, pretty soon gets up to about 100 miles an hour. Uh, Dash calls because he can't find his high tops. And then Helen tells her, look out of the bed. And then she cuts him off and takes a shortcut up. Uh, I love that
3: part where it's like. Dad can't find it, but dad won't let me call you because he knows that you're gonna be mad. And have right. we not all had this thing? Like, I can't all, find yeah. the thing in the fridge. Did you did you move anything? Did you look behind anything? Yeah. Oh yeah, there it is.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's
3: perfect.
2: <laughs> uh, the train hits the tunnel and Helen literally splits apart uh, along with the bike as she rides on the walls, uh, which is fucking awesome. And then she ditches her bike up into a mountaintop as she flattens herself as it goes into a tunnel, another tunnel, uh, and makes it to the conductor who appears to be hypnotized. Uh, the train rockets toward the next station. She unhooks uh, the main cabin from the uh, the caboose, I guess we call it, and uses her body as a parachute to slow it down. When she busts into the uh, to question the conductor, he snaps out of his trance, and a message comes over the screen in front of him that reads, "Welcome back, Elastic the Screen Slaver." Is there a cooler name ever than the Screen Slaver? Great little play
1: on words. Very creative. Um, but like. I think there could have been more work done there. Nick. I think we could have gone back into the the research room, and there's got to be something cool that we could screen slaver. It just sounds like a miss, You're misspeaking. Is my problem with it? Maybe, in mean, mar- he, maybe yeah. marketing and Greater America doesn't. It does catch on because of like it's not good for SEO, and they're like mm-hmm. Google goes. Did you mean screensaver? It's like fuck. No, I meant screenslaver. The I'm Thing the, is, I'm the villain, though, you know? I'm with you to the to an extent,
0: but the fact is it makes people slaves from watching screens. It's like, yeah. come on, it's just too damn good. It's, it's really smart. Good. Yeah, but it's I like feel like it was, it
2: was the first option and they were like,
1: let's go with that. Let's but, let's work on a bit. More. You
2: know, why I like it, though, because the name itself, like to your point, Andy, where you're like, it's generic as shit. It's the kind of name you'd come up with if you were if you were using that character as a red herring. And so it's like it is generic because she designed it that way to be this like generic villain that could get caught and like throw people off her track, which I think is cool. Also, I think it's
0: before a we game. get back to the plot, though, let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Babbel. When you're traveling to a destination where you don't know the language, it can be challenging to accomplish even the simplest of tasks. Tell me that isn't true. You know, there's one time I remember I was in Bali and I was very overwhelmed, not understanding what was going on. And uh, that could have Easily been solved if I had Babel in my life back then. Thankfully, there's Babel, the number one selling language learning app. Babel is a travel essential. Greg Miller's been learning a little French here and there so he can better communicate with one, Jean Vielle Saint-Ange Miller. You know what I'm talking about? Babel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Pretty cool. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free so that's six months for the price of three just go to babble.com and use promo code morning that's b-a-b-b-e-l.com code morning Babbel language for life. Next up, shout out to HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouthwatering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Fall is busy, but HelloFresh recipes save time you'd otherwise spend meal planning, shopping, and chopping, so you can get back to what matters. HelloFresh's family-friendly menu is a big win for back-to-school season with easy, delicious recipes for drama-free dinners uh, so many members are kind of funny have been loving HelloFresh including Kevin Coelho and Paula Coelho she's a vegetarian he's not guess what there's options for both it's great so much cool stuff uh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash morning 14 and use code morning 14 for up to 14 free meals including free shipping that's HelloFresh.com slash morning 14 and use code morning 14 for up to 14 free meals. Very cool. Go check that out now one more time. HelloFresh.com slash Morning14 and use code Morning14 for up to 14 free meals and free shipping. And finally, shout out to MeUndies. It's fall, y'all. Replace those hydration stations with pumpkin spice lattes and go out of your way to step on crunchy leaves because the coziest time of the year has arrived. I love MeUndies. I'm obviously wearing a MeUndies shirt right now, MeUndies lounge pants, MeUndies undies, and MeUndies socks because that's the type of life that I live. I just love their soft, micro Mortal fabric and I want it all over my body. MeUndies. Can you make some bomber jackets? Please. I want them. Very, very bad. Imagine the softest thing you've ever felt. Now imagine that's the thing on your butt. That is MeUndies. They're designed by the country's top softness scientist to be the softest thing you've ever worn, period. It's so true. I can attest. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com morning. That's MeUndies.com slash morning to get 15% off and free shipping for first-time purchasers. And if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund Or exchange it No caveats No questions MeUndies.com Slash morning One more time MeUndies.com Slash morning Back to it Nick
2: Um Let's see Back at home Bob puts Jack Jack to sleep Again And finds Violet Still waiting for Tony To pick her up Apparently She was stood up Uh, when he goes back, he shouldn't want to talk about it. So he goes back in the living room. Guess who's watching TV? That's right, Jack Jack. He's just there with the remote watching TV. And then he passes out again as Jack Jack watches an old movie about robbers and they're wearing those old timey masks that are raccoon, like like look make them look like raccoons. But who should he see outside, Tim? That's right. Rocky the raccoon, baby. (laughs) Rocky the raccoon. And man, let's start with let's start enter into the greatest scene Pixar has ever rented, which is Jack Jack versus Rocky the Raccoon. And it's I mean, I'll be honest with you, Raccoon holds his own for a lot, lot, lot harder than I thought it's gonna hold his own
0: on this. this one. shit is so funny. And it's like what so I what I like about funny. it is, and you know, we've just watched 20 of these movies, like this is the only scene I can think of that really feels kind of like a Pixar short, yeah, but just in a movie.
3: Yeah. And it also sure.
0: fits within the context of the movie. So it like it totally works, but there's this like level of kind of like meanwhile. That that is happening here and it just is so damn engaging and so so fun to watch.
2: It's and and it and of course I I can, I'm not gonna get into the details. The scene ends with him with uh, Mr. Incredible grabbing Jack Jack and Jack Jack staring off into the darkness of the forest as as Rocky looks back at him and it's just like motherfucker. <laughs> and, just and they're out. both they're both and they're yelling, both. motherfucker in a yeah. way hot. They're hot, man. <laughs> so good. So freaking good. Uh uh, let's see Bob is excited jack jack has powers uh, kind of missing the point here because reality sets in high. he's like oh my god you can move through solid matter and then the reality of the situation sinks in Bob is royally screwed here he's got a son that can multiply move through solid matter and soon he's gonna learn can move through interdimensional uh, or dimensions rather uh, Elastigirl calls and asks him if he is if things have spiraled out of control, and he's like, No, I got everything covered. Of course, as you know, I was talking about earlier, where she's like, How did Dash do with the math? And Dash is asleep, and Violet's crying over ice cream because of the date. And then she's like, Did Jack Jack go down? And Jack Jack is just like an inch away from that glass, <laughs> and the on the other side of it. You better not come in here. <laughs> like, I'm getting you. Okay. As soon as dad goes to sleep, it's on again, around two. Uh, let's see And then of course Helen can't control Her excitement She explodes She saved A runaway train On her first night Boom No casualties And Bob Has to just grin And tell her He's proud of her But he is red With envy uh, And he says uh, She tells He couldn't do it Without him Taking care of the family And he's like Yeah that's great uh, Bob of course Does what everyone does when, you, when you're in a tough situation Tries to go to bed But then his anxiety And his thoughts Keep him up at night So he ends up going Like you know what Screw it I'm going to go learn this math thing. And he sits down and boils, uh, puts a pot of coffee on and learns new math. And then he wakes Dash up early in the morning and says, hey, I figured it out. I think we still have time for you to study for your test. Let's go. Uh, The next day, uh, Violet tries to talk to Tony, but he has absolutely no recollection of her. And she's like, well, that's just rude. Uh, Helen has an interview that night on TV on the way to the set. Uh, She bonds with the ambassador, uh, who is a very, they're very big fans of each other. I think it's Ambassador Selleck. Uh, named after Tom Selleck, I presume. Uh, but halfway through the interview, Chad and the rest of the studio get uh, hypnotized by the screenslaver who tells them that he's hijacked the signal. He can hijack any signal, including the Ambassador's Aerocade, while it's still in the air. And the last girl's like, oh, shit. So off we go to another exciting uh, action sequence where she heads over to the Ambassador's airship. Uh, the oh, real shot. quick
0: here, the, yeah. a fact that I had uh, for you, Nick, is the background of the news set is an exact replica of the one used in
2: broadcast news, which starred ah. Holly Hunter. That's right. Oh. In all those books, right? Yeah. I like that movie. Um, Elastigirl heads, uh, heads over to the first uh, chopper, but it's the wrong one. So she goes into the second one and then uh, has to. Uh, she starts. She's like, Can you guys swim? And they're like, Yeah. And the ambassador's like, I cannot. So she goes, Oh no. Throws everyone else out in the ocean. And then it has to slingshot the ambassador out of the chopper as it explodes into the ground. Uh, the next day, Violet tells her family about Tony and Bob, he's like, oh, he's like, you know, what? don't worry about it. Because like I've I've had so many people forget stuff after I told Bob to erase their minds. She goes, you did what? And apparently he erased more than that. He erased the entire memory of Violet. Um, And she's like, I hate this family and I hate being a superhero. I'm going to renounce superheroes. And she has the most teen thing ever. She takes her superhero outfit and throws it down the garbage, (laughs) forgetting (laughs) that it's completely indestructible. And she's like, just screams, tries to bite it and then throws it against the wall uh over in Washington droves of protesters come out to support Elastigirl. except one little girl who holds a really creepy sign that says the screen slaver is still out there we mm-hmm. need to talk to her we need like
1: <laughs> th- if they were anything else they would have like investigated this yeah, yeah
0: this was weird <laughs> very weird
1: and like yeah. I-, I love the drama and tension felt there but then immediately elastigirl Girl's got to go Hey, police, uh, how did who she talked to in the last? Like, we need to find yeah. out how the how fuck she got this know? sign.
2: <laughs> who do you what do you know? Who do you know? Uh, we don't know what Kevin Coast. is mouthing to us. I don't he... pizza, cigarette. cigarette, cigarette, pizza.
3: Definitely cigarette.
2: Hate- he's, 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 he's useless. Pizza pizza <laughs> he's useless. One cigarette. <laughs> Secret and cigarette. More, and more pizza. Got it. Uh, Let's see, Winston, of course, is stoked. The numbers are up in The ambassador is Super Pro Superheroes after Helen just saved her. The screens, but she's like, you know what? The screen slaver is still out there. But Winston is like, look, I'm super excited. We're gonna have a summit at sea on my super yacht and and, uh, I've collected a bunch of other cool superheroes as well, including, and she gets introduced to all these cool new superheroes, Void, who can make portals. Uh, She thanks the last girl for helping her realize who she is, which is a nice little touching moment. Uh, Then we get Screech, who is an owl, and Brick, who is from Wisconsin. (laughs) <laughs> and we also get to meet Reflux, who can barf on things. Uh, and uh, I think Crush uh, Houser is here as well. Uh, as the party, is, down. I know
3: I talked about it earlier, but Void, Sophia Bush is like, and even Brooke Davis from like Winter Hill, like her just excited fangirl voice is so perfect in this scene. And I right. love it.
1: I thought she could have easily been played by um, what actress is it that played Cheetah in the amazing movie Wonder Woman 84?
3: Oh, Kristen, Kristen
1: Wiig. I think it could have easily oh, been like a, a Kristen Wiig type yeah. character. Yeah. out. <laughs> exactly.
2: Uh, let's see. As the uh, as the party winds down, Evelyn and Helen have a drink. Evelyn tells Helen that it must be nice to be out in front for once, but Helen tells her that Evelyn uh, is in a similar situation. But Evelyn's like, nah, no, you don't mind it. You know, Winston's Lynette can sell everything. I just like to do all the tech and, and make sure everything – and make my mark on the world that way. Uh, Bob – calls uh, uh, Dicker and begs him for help fixing the situation with Tony. It turns out he's like, all I can do is give you some information on Tony. Tony works in his family's restaurant, the Happy Platter. Uh, so they head there for dinner. And as you can imagine, it's super awkward, does not go well. And it ends up with Violet sp- uh, spitting water all over the place and Bob and Dash being very, very awkward. Later I love night. the like
3: well intentioned, just like yeah. oh, I know how to fix this. We just gotta we gotta put them back together in the same place, and just like, oh, Such... that's just not how yeah. it works.
1: <laughs> what does he say? She doesn't normally leak out of her nose, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, um, yeah.
3: Tim, this mm-hmm. movie must pass the Bechdel test, correct? It does. It, it does, does yeah. pass. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like it's maybe more than almost any other. <laughs> like in terms of, I know that's not necessarily like a gauge of Bechdel test, but like a the lot of. Yeah.
0: This one handily passes pass other. Yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, that, that's been scenes. a thing where there's a surprising amount of movies re- that we talked about recently that don't or that just barely. But yeah,
2: this one, mm-hmm. I mean, it's multiple characters have multiple mm-hmm. moments. Uh, later that night, Helen calls uh, back into Chad's show so she can bait the screensaver slaver into interrupting, and it works. She uses a new gadget designed by Ellen, uh, Evelyn to track the screenslaver screen uh, as the villain monologues. And. how sheltered, uh, about how sheltered and passive consumers have become um we're getting we're gauging here like i, I like this because a lot of this is actually how evelyn actually feels she's like a lot of you people like she says you want superheroes to protect you and make yourself even more powerless in the process helen zeroes in on the building and sneaks into the screen slaver's lair which is a bit run down she's like oh this is pretty easy uh she finds all the plans for the hover train in the ambassador's chopper along with a set of strange looking goggles uh but when she approaches the cage the goggles are in the slaver uh it attacks her she fends him off, and as he escapes, he triggers a self-destruct for the hideout. Helen chases him down the stairs, and off the top of the building, and all that stuff, and then rips off his mask as his lair explodes behind her, destroying all the evidence. But once again, the person inside that mask has no recollection of what happened that night. Dude, a, yeah. this scene was incredible
0: and uh Yay. they had to put a, a content trigger warning for it because of the um, the, flashing the flashing lights and stuff but I loved this room I loved this reveal this whole scene yes. it's like the way they did it it was like genuinely scary and off-putting because of, of how they did it and like that's just a cool thing where again this feels like Brad Bird gets superhero movies and he gets what makes the cat and mouse game of the, the chase and the choreography so special and like to have like the sets and the the places, locations they're in matter just as much as what they're doing. And this is a perfect
2: example of how to do it right. If Kim
3: yeah, was uh, a super villain, when, he would have a whole room of just LEDs like 100%. this, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, but they would be iPhones. <laughs> they would be like O L E D iPhones.
0: <laughs> yeah. Huge. yeah hold on real quick Kevin Kevin slacked me he was trying to say that Paula has a meeting Ah, uh, that just came up, so he couldn't can't talk right now, so he still can't talk right now, so that's what he was miming. I still don't understand why he was trying to go on a cigarette break, but yeah, you know, we were way off. We were
2: way off. He's like, I can't talk, smoke cigarettes. That's that. Well, that was our code back in the day when we were like, let's be silent, silent assassins.
1: Uh, I do Maybe. love the uh, that moment we'll when he just pun- coming. he just punches the shit out of her. <laughs> like that dude, he's waiting for her to jump down that chute, and he just a little
2: like sucker punch. Like, oh dude, it's on, It's not fair. fair. It's a bitch move right there, dude. Uh, at home, Bob is a little strung out. He sees a report of a billionaire who's who's bought back his fully restored, incredible, long thought to be lost or destroyed, and he goes nuts. He goes out and roots for his old controller and, and to summon the car to him. And Dash is like, "Holy crap, you gotta steal that car back!" But Bob. It realizes he's like oh god this is a bad idea because if i do that uh he's like i don't want some angry rich guy mad at me uh which could be a distraction to your mother so he puts the controller back violet and dash figure out that jack jack has powers and start handling bob who is uh who basically has a breakdown so he calls lucius uh he wants to call helen but bob he's like you got to call helen bob's like we got, we got to keep this to ourselves so Helen can succeed, so everyone can succeed. Uh, then Jack Jack disappears in another dimension, and and Bob gives him back, gets him back with a cookie. He's like, Nom nom, want a cookie? So desperate. He's so desperate. A fun thing for you here, Nick, that uh, I, I don't think you know, but the
0: uh, Scream in California roller coaster at mm-hmm. uh, California Adventure in Disneyland. Um, they in like around this movie they uh reformatted it to be the whole area is pixar pier now and this is the incredible incredible coaster now so right. the Incredibles oh, cool. music plays and it tells a story of jack jack gets like lost and like you're like trying to find him and uh but as you're going through the coaster like a bunch of his different powers start activating uh and you just hear like the voices like popping in the whole That's thing so is cool. like trying the family trying to tempt him with the cookies and they pump in chocolate chip cookie smell oh, God, to the roller coaster that. oh that's amazing it's you can awesome. get the smell from a chocolate,
2: chocolate chip cookie there. you know what i mean mm-hmm. how do they get the smell mm-hmm. what what is he saying I, I want water in my ear what is that <laughs> i got water in my ear
3: i think that when we do the inevitable in-review in-review, mm-hmm. in review attraction in review ring credit coaster might be so kind of pushing hard for that i
2: love I it mean, it's, it's pretty together. damn good uh of course Bob kevin hates Lucious. it but
3: he can't say anything
2: yeah, okay. <laughs> Got it. he loves it Bob tells Lucius that he needs some he's like all I need is some time but Lucius is like dude you need a lot more than time you need some serious out of the box thinking so you go where everyone needs to go in this world for some out of the box thinking you go over to Edna's and as expected she is pissed about Elastic Girl's suit being designed by Galbaki she's like Galbaki <laughs> uh, but she takes pity on him when she sees the state he's in I like Bob the fashion food. world kind of rivalry <laughs> oh I love it I love it um Bob, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, ah. She takes pity on him. Bob wants to leave Jack-Jack with her, but Edna is an artist. Like, an artist. Uh, she doesn't concern herself with such matters, of course, until Jack-Jack displays all of his powers, and she pulls a 180. Oh, my God, yes. Auntie Edna takes Jack-Jack and kicks Bob out. Later that night, Winston throws a party for Helen and makes an important announcement. Uh, leaders from all over the world have agreed to make superheroes legal again. They're going to gather on Winston's cool superboat for the signing. Uh, Void tries to ask Helen for some advice on how to balance her superhero life with her real life. But Helen spots something on the screen but the big screen behind her and the footage with her fight of uh, screenslaver. And it just keeps nagging at her. Uh, Bob apologizes to Violet for messing everything up. This is a nice little touching scene uh, with her and Tony. He just wanted to be a good dad. And then violet realizes how hard he's been trying so she says you're not she's like you're not good you're super and she hugs him and he immediately falls asleep uh, <laughs> helen and evelyn have another drink and evelyn confides in her that her brothers always seem to know what people want she thinks people just want convenience and they're willing to give it up at a, a, a lot to get it and you're like huh that sounds kind of evil and then helen draws a parallel between El- El- evelyn's world words and her fight with the screenslaver who somehow managed to hack into the closed circuit feet of her suit but also had simple locks on his doors. Uh, He must have wanted to get caught. And she's like, no, maybe he wanted you to win. She goes, that makes no sense. If he's smart enough to conceive of technology like this, he's smart enough to think of something good to do with it. The guy we put in jail was just a pizza guy. Uh, And then Helen realizes that all the screen slaver had to do was hypnotize someone to get a screen in front of their eyes, but... What if that screen doesn't look like a screen? And she reaches up into his mask and just lodges a smaller, thinner pair of goggles so cool. from the inside yeah. of the screensaver's mask. Uh, but before she can put two and two together, Evelyn slams them onto her face. She's like, you're really, you are good. You are great good. reveal.
1: Great, great fucking reveal.
2: moment. Bob wakes up from a 17-hour nap and is re-energized. He rolls out to Edna's to pick up Jack Jack, Uh, and you know what turns out? Edna enjoyed their time together. She said, "He is bright, and I am stimulating. We deserve each other." And Jack (laughs) Jack says,
0: "I am stimulating." I love the.
1: I love his animation walking down that hallway. he Jack-Jack look, looks so cocky and like like everybody is beneath me. I'm so great. And he just like has this little kind of vibe to him. He's hilarious. There's something shit. about
3: a baby that walks like Edna that's very funny.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> very
1: great
2: physical comedy there. Um, she of course made Jack-Jack. She, she does best, which makes Jack-Jack a super suit that can handle all of his powers and monitor his physical properties with a little iPad. Jack-Jack uh, multiplies and the controller alerts Bob who freaks out. I got to get a cookie. And she goes, you do not need cookies, as I learned quite painfully last night. Any solution involving cookies will inevitable result in the demon baby. And Jack-Jack uh, of course turns into demon and bursts into flames.
4: Did you guys, uh did anybody watch the Auntie Edna short? Six no. minutes. It's no. what I happened awesome. when he gets home Oh, they were off. together? Yeah. That's great. And it's so good. It like kind of gives a reasoning for everything she's saying. And even like the little walk, she like pumps him up Right before the dad comes. That's, <laughs> that's why he's got that swag walk. Um, also, one last thing uh, that I couldn't say earlier when you guys were talking about Void. I really think that um, she could have been, like, the design would have fit really well for Kristen Stewart, too. And Kristen Stewart specifically from, like, American Ultra. Kristen Wig. No, no
1: yeah, he Kristen means Kristen Stewart. Stewart. No, it's yeah. From American Oh.
4: Ultra. yeah. The, from American Ultra, when she gets enthusiastic, I think could have nailed it with that, like the role of being like the fan that has now become yeah. a superhero. Anyways, that's it.
2: Uh, Jack Jack bursts into flames. Edna tells Bob to put the fire out, and he uses a blackberry lavender foam, uh, which is very effective, edible, and delicious. Edna tells Bob, uh, just, he's like, how much do I owe you for this suit? She goes, the bill is covered by your fee of being uh, of me being Elastigirl, Mr. Incredibles, and Frozen's exclusive designer forever in perpetuity. But babysitting <laughs> Jack-Jack, I'll do that for free. Uh, Elastigirl wakes up in the freezer. She, uh, uh, Evelyn tells her, if you try to stretch, you'll break. Evelyn tells her that she's losing the, the technology to destroy people. Uh, she, excuse me. She's using... Losing using the technology to destroy people's trust in it. And Helen said, I counted on you. She says, that's why you failed. Why would you count on me? Because I built you a bike? Because my brother knows your theme song? And she goes, but you can count on me. And she goes, I'm supposed to, aren't I? Because you have some strange abilities and a shiny costume. The rest of us are supposed to put our lives in your gloved hands. That's what my father believed. And that's what got Daryl dad killed. He died pointlessly, stupidly, waiting for heroes to save the day. Uh, she says, superheroes keep us weak. You gotta help me make superheroes, and you're gonna help me make superheroes illegal forever. Back at home, Bob shows the kids Jack Jack's new suit and how to help Jack Jack control his powers by handing the like uses Jack Jack to shoot at trees and shit, and it's really fun. Everyone's having a good time. Um, Evelyn you, calls you, Bob. Just, yeah, that yeah. little like pistol almost. <laughs> yeah.
4: So, funny. Uh, and then of course I, he has but, to
2: immediately tell the kids, "Okay, don't do that. Don't, yeah, yeah don't do that."
4: <laughs> I, I do want to say I feel like her plan is kind of silly in the sense that like they're all already legal, you know. Like I, mm-hmm. I get. Once we know more about the plan that it sure, it's it'll push much further away, but I think afterwards it'd be clear that they were all brainwashed well, it, it,
2: It's also super easy, just kill your brother, right? He's the one pushing for it. Without him is nothing. But I don't know. Seems weird.
4: Yeah. Not a great mm-hmm. plan is what I'm saying. Yeah, terrible plan. But good technology. Uh,
2: Let's see. Uh, do, 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 do. Back at home, Bob shows the kids. Yeah, yeah. Evelyn calls Bob and tells him that the elastic girl is in trouble. She's meet at the, de- the ship at DevTech in 15 minutes, and Violet overhears that. She's like, What's the ship at DevTech? Uh, Bob calls Lucius for help watching the kids, and Violet quizzes him about the ship at DevTech. Excuse me. Uh, Dash finds the remote to Bob's old Incredibil, and he and Violet suit up someone rings the doorbell and they think it's lucius so when he goes to answer he is dash is befuddled when he sees all the other superheroes there with those evil hypnosis glasses on that goddamn
1: the goddamn owl nick is the most unsettling looking thing when his head just kind of spins around oh terrible yeah
2: uh, thankfully, Lucius arrives too and helps fend them off, and a cool fight ensues. Uh, Dash thinks fast and summons the incredible which bursts through the wall. Frozone thinks uh, manages to set the voice recognition to the car for Dash and Violet before he himself gets the goggles put on, and the kids narrowly escape. Over at the ship, Helen attacks awesome Bob. Action
4: by the way, it's great, and hypnotizes <laughs> so good. him
2: with a kiss, and then the goggles. Uh, Violet and Dash take stock of their options. Uh, we have our powers. He's like, "What are we gonna do?" He's like, "Well, we have our powers, this car, and what?" And then they all look over at Jack and his super dimension <laughs> as he super dimensions out.
4: Uh, I want to say like we, we're kind of we glossed over it because it's hard to talk about. But like the fight scene between Mr. Incredible and Mrs. Incredible or Elastigirl, I guess. Uh, really, really cool. Because, uh, like, you know, it's one of those things that you kind of feel like would be like difficult for really both of them. But like they 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 show it a little bit more than I thought we would get. And
1: the moment of just a little goggle handoff.
2: Very clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Um... Ooh. Let's see. So they head to the DevTech uh, sh- with the ship, and when they get there, the boat has already disembarked. And Dash is like, "Damn it, how are we gonna catch up?" I wish the Incredible could follow that boat. And guess what? It turns into a hydroplane. Uh, so they catch up next to it, and they're like, "How are we gonna get aboard?" And, ja- and Dash is like, "Listen, man, I'm fi- I'm firing all cylinders here. I bet this thing has an ejector seat." And looks down, and just and before Vi can say anything, <laughs> he just ejects them out onto the uh, top of the ship. Um. The conference begins and Winston gives the opening remarks and then opens up the hydrofoils in the ship, which propels it to the surface of the water and it's just skipping along, it looks really cool. Uh, Violet gets real with Dash. She says, "Listen, this is not—we're not screwing around anymore. I got to go find mom and dad. You got to watch Jack Jack." Uh, but of course, while Violet finds Bob and Helen, uh, uh, Jack Jack immediately just escapes. And on we go to finding Jack Jack. Uh, Violet finds uh, Void, finds Violet, and they get into it. And this, I think, is the coolest fight scene in the whole movie, where she's throwing yeah. her through the portals. And every time Violet tries to get away, she throws a portal in front of her, and then she just drops back down in front of Void, and Void like knocks her out. But of course, well, and they
3: use the fire extinguisher to see Violet. And stuff they like use the that.
2: fire extinguisher. Violet throws up a shield at one point. And then Void throws a portal like down and then pops up into the shield and like they start fighting again. Uh okay, but then cool. I think cool. uh, uh Violet ends up getting the, the better of her and knocks her out. Uh Winston invites Ambassador to Select to be the first to sign the international superhero accord. Dash and Violet find uh to- uh, jack jack and hide in the air fence but of course uh that's not a great strategy because they can hear him muttering so crush howard comes in and crushes all those pieces but jack jack's like fuck this and just turns really really big and lands on all of them <laughs> and then runs <laughs> off through like it's five so walls good. uh upstairs the signing is finished and they all get together for a group photos evelyn hypnotizes all of them uh and makes bob helen and frozone tell the world that we're taking this shit over they forcibly take the bridge and rip out the communications uh, controls. Then they point the ship at land and destroy the controls. Uh, Jack-Jack comes in and telepathically takes off Helen's goggles, and she realizes what's going on, so jumps into action and, and uh, frees Bob and Frozone, uh, who then snap out of it and free everyone else. Uh, Helen sees the kids. Uh, Violet tells her not to be mad. She goes, I'm not mad. I'm proud. And it's a good little moment uh violet gives helen her old suit back but soon the other heroes attack and, and a super fight breaks out sorry this is where uh they one by one they free the other superheroes but the ship is still rocketing out of control toward the land evelyn grabs uh winston and escapes helen turns to the group and bob tells her not to worry about the kids she goes go then he says go finish your mission and but, he,
1: like, it, e- but yeah. even right here more even more cool sequences with void and her fighting style yep. i think i mentioned it the last time that we did sort of a reaction to incredibles 2 but Again, my favorite parts of Days of Future Past X-Men were all of these sequences with that portal superhero, whatever her name is. Um, and they are equally as cool here because it's so easy to be creative and have that just be visual candy for the viewer. And all those sequences where Elastigirl is about to punch and the portal goes in front of her arm and then comes out on the side and she punches herself. Yeah, super mm-hmm. cool. I love all that stuff.
3: Was that the uh, only one that was a little bit sad that she got her old suit back? I really liked her new suits. New suit was dope, but you gotta <laughs> yeah. have
4: them all in the suits at the end. Of the yeah, era. I don't. Know. I don't like the red suit. I, I, I liked. Um, I what's his face, uh, Mister? You
2: like this blue and black? And, yeah, like, blue, blue and black, one. and black.
4: Mm, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. I'm very really much bad.
1: like I kind of wish they had the Power Rangers vibes as opposed to the Fantastic Four vibes. I wish they all mm. had different, different color, color combos to kind of uh, separate them all. You know. You're
2: crazy. One day we're all going to dress exactly the same here. Kind of funny. Blue jumpsuits. Cool. No, thank you. Nick sold me. Don't accept the
4: Kool-Aid if that ever happens. (laughs) Tim's in.
2: If Tim's in, he's going to sell you guys one by one. He's like, let's go to dinner. Let's get some dinner. Here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing, guys. It would be so cool. We could get Fred Perry jumpsuits. They'll pay us thousands of dollars. Uh, Winston jumps out uh, of Evelyn's plane, and and Evelyn teams up with Void to get aboard. There's a cool sequence, too, here where she's like... It all around with these voids. Uh, Crush Houser accidentally cuts off the path to the engine room uh, before uh, he gets his goggles taken off. And they got that great back and forth where he's like, Well, uncrush it. He goes, I'm like, How do we uncrush it? I don't know, uncrush things. Like, do you unpunch people? And he's like, Well, that's a good point. Fuck. So they decide to take matters in their own hands and go up up to the top. Uh, and Violet comes up with the plan. She's like, Bob, you're going to go down there and you're going to turn the rudder as Frozone uh, breaks off the, one of the little hydro skis things and we'll plummet this bad boy. We'll stop this ship then in its tracks. Uh, of course Evelyn launches her plane up into the stratosphere, uh, pulls up and goes all the way to the point where uh, it deprives Helen of oxygen and hypoxia sets in and she starts getting a little goofy. So she grabs a, a flare and shoots out the uh, uh, the cockpit when window, she... which uh, and then Evelyn uh, cool. gets punted out of the cockpit as well. Uh, and then Helen's I... like crap and jumps out after her.
4: Was, didn't, was anyone disappointed that like she didn't take like a really deep breath to like, expand her lungs? So I was like, I, it seems like the move right there, right? I
2: feel like it's fun to be loopy, you know. Sometimes you.
4: I guess get I don't little... even
2: know if that's like the
1: the thought process. I don't know. I think when she's just kind of caught up in trying to get to the cockpit. But I was, I mean, she very easily may not have had that last sort of dash towards mm-hmm. the pilot seat to grab the mask because she was like, she was already getting real loopy she there. Loopy, once loopy, she loopy. gets knocked out, once Evelyn gets knocked out of the ship, so it was it was very dangerous. I'm shocked very, she didn't mm-hmm. die right then and there, you know.
4: Very violent uh, the way she gets knocked out too. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is, yeah. dude. Like, I'm like shocked sure. that she wasn't just decapitated or something. Yeah,
1: like the <laughs> like the the shattered glass, the shards of glass around the window. Yeah. like her body just flies through there. Yeah, go save that dead body,
2: Helen. <laughs> uh, of course, Bob ties that ties the anchor, like rips the anchor off and
4: ties the chain around him as he jumps into the water. Wouldn't uh, have been and... easier to just use the anchor? I don't know how how long anchors are or how that works but i feel like about 6 feet long yeah well
2: i think they they want Isn't that the oh, I, purpose? Purpose? <laughs> I
4: guess Because that, that would have eventually would have hit hit the whatever the shoreline is and then curved i don't know well, it was possible, oh, that was too.
2: cool. I like I like the imagery of him like undoing the chain and then redoing it around his waist. I thought that was super yeah. cool. I, I like it. <laughs> it did look really rad. Um, let's see. Helen uh, and Void uh, save Evelyn as they're flying through the air, and she's like, "Come on, do the parachute, do the parachute, do the parachute!" And she finally pops a portal, so they can uh, she can save her life. Uh, As Frozone manages to start steering the ship, uh, Void throws out that last minute parole, says Helen. Evelyn and Frozone knock one of the hydroplane's uh, skis off and the ship plummets into the ground as Bob uh, turns the rotor so it can kind of slow it down a little bit. And then as the ship starts going ashore, Frozone does the coolest thing ever where he freezes all of the massive wave uh, that ends up cushioning the ship as it lands on the street and just kind of bumps up against one of the buildings, which is nice. Uh, with the day saved, Winston tells tells everyone's like I got a good feeling about everything. And Violet apologizes to Void for having to punch her out. While Dash calls in the Incredible, and he comes up all wet. And Bob gives him a look, and he's like, "What do you come on? Like, what do you want me to do?" Like, on, guys, <laughs> uh, later, of course, we cut and the federal judge officially makes it uh, that superheroes are legal again. Violet finally just steps up and reintroduces herself to Tony she's like I would like to go out with you on a date he goes okay cool Uh, so they go to see a movie which the whole family joins them Uh, (laughs) and it's very very much that scene that you just you just never want to have happen to you when you're a kid Uh, but of course in typical Incredibles fashion when they pull up a car chase rockets right by them as police are ensuing and Violet they all look at each other and Violet pushes Tony out of the car with a handful of cash and says I'll be back in like eight minutes just buy me a ticket and save me a seat in the eighth row or whatever it is Uh, she goes I'll be back before the pre." reviews are over. And together the Incredibles awesome. take off after the bad guys. Love it. There's oh, a, a little
0: tiny baby post-credit scene of uh, the credits end and the Underminer pops back up and just kind of like goes <laughs> along showing that he escaped and is alive. But Oh, funny. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Seven um,
1: syllables in the middle. You need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret. Haikus don't need to write. Haiku. In review haiku. haiku
0: in review you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your review in haiku form andy i just want to let you know i know you're not part of screaming review um but elise willems is and uh she she took up the challenge to do the haiku song herself but she wanted to make sure she got it right and she nailed it she absolutely nailed it we auditioned it with her we had her like kind of go through it and she just word
2: for word man Got it all. Right. I'm
1: good. You all made her audition. Yeah, I'm glad you all go, made her go no, through the dude, test Come and on, we, yeah. we
2: would not replace you with her without an audition. Oh, permanently, permanently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you can go to Patreon, like I said, just like Andrew Feisner did. Raccoon versus child bitten mm-hmm. off more than can chew. Baby will get you. And Grant mm-hmm. Burton writes in saying Jack Jack needs to learn the superheroes return and reflux can burn. Oh, oh reflux love. Damn. Okay, wow. okay. <laughs> yeah. All right then. That-
2: uh hit me with some of that ragu bagu. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Ragu. Bagu. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Rag Guys Talk Bad Guys here for the Pixar in Review Universe. Number one on the list is Lotza. Number two, Prospect. And number three, Noose Water Randall. Number four, Hopper from Anne. Number five, Ernesto de la Cruz. Uh number six, Ercole Visconti. Uh number seven, Syndrome. Number eight, months in the dogs. Number nine, Ego and Skinner. Number ten, Darla the Barracuda and everything else from Finding Nemo. Uh Woody. And Sid from Toy Story 1 or 11, 12 is Gabby, 13 is Hard Scrabble and the Roars, 14 Otto from Wally, 15 is Mordu and the Witch, uh, 16 the Muddy Water and the Terrafactals, which I assume is from The Good Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chuck and Hubris are at 17 from Cars, 18 is Jackson Storm and Sterling from Cars 3, 19 Axelrod and Lemons from Cars 2, 20 uh, is Joy in San Francisco Inside Out with a little asterisk. and the 21 of course has an asterisk as well because uh, it's that fear of getting lost in an apartment store from Finding <laughs> Dory. <laughs> Where Was that really the villain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm going to go... Weird.
2: Where do you want to put Elvelin and the screenslaver? I'm going to go pretty high. I'm going to say under Ernesto de la Cruz.
0: I like and that. And above Hercule in Luca.
3: What? I like that.
4: What number I... is
0: that?
2: That is number five. Six. That would five. be number six. Basically. Six. It is six, yeah.
3: It's I would seven? go
1: below yeah. Ernesto de la Cruz only because he was willing to kill his friend. To... Yeah. You yeah I to say, that's what tim said that's
3: what tim said what what's
4: above oh. what's above the dog the dude in the dogs
0: syndrome from Incredibles one.
4: yeah i guess i would put it below syndrome i, th- I think syndrome was a better villain but because he did kill a bunch of superheroes you know what I mean? that's true like he finished the fucking job he wasn't playing at it
3: fucking syndrome was crazy i miss him
1: Joey, where do <laughs> you put it
3: I was with you under Ernesto de la Cruz.
1: Oh, I was saying over. Oh, wait, under Ernesto. Did Tim say over We're or all in the same
3: spot. We're all in the same we're spot. On the same no, spot. he said so under. I said, he said over
2: Herculé from Luca. Yeah. So we're going
3: to put her. Under Ernesto.
2: Under. It. So five is Ernesto de la Cruz. Six is Evelyn in the screensaver, uh, slaver from Incredibles 2. And seven is Ercole Visconti. And there you See, go. See,
3: I'm with Andy. The name is a little bit off. Because every time you want to say screensaver and like it doesn't have enough of a to get exactly. you to remember it's that it's like a 90s alt rock band that but didn't it's, make it. It's, it's, like, it's like a name in
2: your band Ambolina or something up. crazy like that.
3: Hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Little digs, which reminds me, Little digs on Andy here.
0: Andy, I need to clarify something because something happened a couple days um? ago that I'm not sure. I just laughed it off because I think I might have heard it fucking wrong. But were you talking to shit about my fan? yeah <laughs> you motherfucker! <laughs> i hate you i hate you
4: <laughs> so, no. i want you to know i defended your fan
3: yeah I was, well yeah. i mean
4: i was just like it's too easy andy it's, yeah, make fun of the, God, look at it. The blue on the bottom is just, like, glowing. Purple, I made I made
1: fun of the fan because the last time I was there with Tim, it's everything all white, the whole everything is all white inside of this inter- entertainment center. And I, I knew it was going to annoy him, and I went, man, that uh, fan really sticks out, huh? Uh,
4: yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he fucking does. And he, are you aware so that he, he could have it, like, send it somewhere and they'll paint it for him? And really? he hasn't done it? Oh, no. wow. I'm so not gosh. aware of that.
0: Oh, Really? Yeah, no, tell, give me a link to that. I'll do that for freaking <laughs> sure, Kevin.
3: By somewhere, yeah. it just means that Kevin will spray paint it for you. But... Yeah, no, yeah. Andy,
0: I want you to know, I've thought about this every day.
3: <laughs> yeah, I looked at him, I'm like, did Andy say what I think he said? <laughs> 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 awesome. I'm just that. waking up in a cold sweat at <laughs>
2: 3.30 a.m. I bet they could paint that plant, too. <laughs>
0: I hate you all. I hate you all. All right. So it's time to rank the Pixar universe, baby. Currently, number one, we have Coco. Number two, we have Up. Are we going to bring it up on the screen so I can read it? That
2: would be really cool. I was going off with this. Number three (laughs) is Iron Man 3. Number four, Star Wars, a rogue story. Rogue story. one. Sorry,
4: hold on, hold on. There it is. Number one, Coco.
2: Number two, Up. Number
0: three, Monsters, Inc. Number four, Finding Nemo. Number five, The Incredibles. Number six, WALL-E. Number seven, Toy Story 3. Number eight, Inside Out. Number nine, Toy Story 2. Number 10, Toy Story 4. Number 11, Toy Story. Number 12, Luca. 13 Ratatouille, 14 Finding Dory, 15 Monsters University, 16 Cars, 17 A Bug's Life, 18 Cars 3, 19 Good Dinosaur, 20 Brave, 21 Cars 2.
3: Is this the last one?
1: No, no, no. we have no. more. Okay.
3: We have onward two more after this. And
1: yeah. Brave and soul. and soul. Oh, no, onward, no, and, onward, onward and Soul. soul.
4: Yeah.
3: Onward yeah. And soul. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to say, I want to put this above The Incredibles. I think that overall, I like this better. Wow. I think it has more fun moments. I like the family dynamic. I like that we get more of uh Bold. Violet and everybody Bold like that. Surprising. I think Edna's super funny. We got the funny raccoon scene with Jack. Jack, we get the cool fight scenes with Void. I think it's number five.
4: God, this is so. I tough. think uh, I'm, right, I'm right there with Joey. Joey's brilliant, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm right there with Joey specifically Holy because fuck. going with this <laughs> list. I'm going there. I will say, it's blasphemy to me. I don't think this is better than Inside Out. I definitely don't think it's better than the Toy Story series. But playing this as it lies here, I do think that it is stronger than WALL-E. And I do definitely think that it is stronger than Incredibles
1: 1. So you mm. go with the play it as it lies strat.
2: Yeah, you got to go with play it.
1: Because a lot of the times true. I'm in your boat, Tim, where I go, well, I do think it's better than that movie way up there. But mm-hmm. I yeah. wouldn't dare put it over these movies in the middle.
0: But that's my thing. Is like just it, it depends on the movie. You play and player player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And with this... Okay. I'm so upset with the Toy Story rankings here that I just got to take that on the chin and understand it is think what it time. is mm-hmm. so then it play, playing it as it lies there I'm like yeah I, I think this is number number five
3: also inside out too high
4: 100 yeah. percent. Joey's Damn. so right the only um, thing Joey's not right about is where Wally belongs
1: I could not in high. my right mind put this over Toy Story three this would go at number eight hmm. above inside out underneath Toy Story three
4: is it cuz Wally's should be number 1? Be honest.
1: Yeah, for sure, Kevin. Like number 1, like Wally is my center. That's my origin.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with Andy on this one. I think I could put I probably would put it at number 8, too. I I really like this movie. I don't think it's uh, uh better than The Incredibles. I think it's a better movie Fuck. than The Incredibles. I think it's better animated and it there's more of it and we get more of great stuff. But The Incredibles for me is very special and I think the moments that hit there hit way harder. This this movie's great, but it doesn't have and it's got great humor, but it doesn't have that one wonderful moment of dash running across the water or the Avengers moment where they all get together as a family and fight for the first time. So I would put this probably a little bit lower. I put it underneath toy story three.
1: I changed my vote and it doesn't matter, but I'm going to put this below toy story two.
4: Okay. That's too low. Andy, I can't go there with you. I'm sorry, Andy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I'm not certified for that. It's too far. I'm
4: sorry. Uh, Yeah. I like, I just said, uh, I'm with Joey. I think that it goes above number one or so five. Sorry. Yeah, we're wild well, right now,
1: people are going to be yeah, yeah. people are going to be so mad at us. Let, um, let um, we'll take it
3: also, because the new Red number Red five, Solo.
1: Incredibles two. <laughs> that's that's how it goes because me,
0: Joey, and Kevin all voted that way. Yep. there you go. <laughs> Over Everybody. Wally,
4: Kev. I mean, it, Wally should be number one. So if it's not number one, fucking <laughs> put it at twenty two. That's Kevin. I want to burn the, the world. Some people
2: just want to watch the world burn, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Can't weird.
3: believe Ratatouille is going to be at fourteen. Hmm. Cook,
2: Joey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> such a
0: bitch <laughs> like i said earlier we're returning next week to where it all began with mcu and review we are doing iron man 3 and then we're doing shang chi and the legend of the 10 rings uh stay tuned watch that stuff do your homework till next time i love you have, all.
1: have an incredible day everyone yeah. Yeah.